Chris Weidman to return to the UFC? What? Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fred Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So if you're listening to this, you probably already know where I'm going with it. The leg break, the leg break. The leg break. Brutal. Now, to be fair, I got to tell you, heading into that fight, I picked Uriah Hall to beat Chris. In fact, I thought if Uriah Hall let his hands go, which is never a guarantee, guys, he would knock Chris out. Chris is, I believe, two and six in his last eight fights, and his win over Amari was not impressive, in my opinion, at all. I thought he looked totally shot. His cardio was trash. He barely got by in that fight, in my opinion. And it's one of the reasons I liked Hall in the fight, even though Hall is inconsistent himself, doesn't throw a lot of punches. The odds were basically even. I believe I got Hall at like even money, maybe like plus 105. But I thought he would throw some punches, land on Chris and knock him out. First kick, boom, leg goes snap, crackle, pop. Chris loses, you cash on Hall. The interesting thing here is that Chris is saying if he can get back to how he felt preparing for the Hall fight, he wants to come back. That's very, I don't know if that's naive, but it's interesting because he's 37 years old. We just mentioned the slide that he's been on as far as wins and losses. He knows what's going on as far as where his career is heading because he's switching camps and trying to switch things up because something isn't right. I mean, the guy went from basically champion of the world to this dramatic downfall. It almost seems like overnight. And so obviously this is a tough ask for a guy in his position. Now, obviously, he's going to have a long, long, long road recovery. I think he said two to three months before he could even possibly walk on that leg. And if the recovery goes correctly on the correct timeline, you got to factor in training. You know, if this was just your average Joe or Jane who breaks their leg for whatever reason, and you have two, three, four, five months of recovery, and then you go back to your, you know, your regular life of working at the office and, you know, mowing the lawn. It's very, very different when you're talking about an athlete, especially at the top tier, facing the best fighters in the world in that division, to go back, recover correctly, in a decent enough timeline when you're 37 years old, time is not on your side, and then go back to the gym push it, test it against the top fighters in your gym to see if it can even hold up. So it may be a bit of wishful thinking, in my opinion, that he's going to even be able to come back and get another fight in the octagon. Recovery is going to take a long time. I think he'll recover, of course. He'll recover to be able to do normal things, you hope. But training and then competing are two different things. Not only that, the recovery, he already said, is a longer process and more difficult right now than what he thought it would be. He doesn't even have complete feeling back in that foot. Like, it's 
like a sleepy foot, sleepy toes. That's not a good thing because as you're talking about nerve damage now with that. Yes, he'll have a titanium rod that he can kick people in the head with if he can get back. But I think that's a big if. So to me, I think this is probably something he needs to hold on to mentally to get him through this first step of the recovery is saying, I'm going to go through hell and high water. This is going to be difficult, but I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get back in the gym and now I'm going to compete again. I personally don't see that. And if somehow he is able to overcome that, as far as a betting perspective goes, because we're always talking about betting on this channel, you would have to look at who he's facing and what the line was. Because if he's facing a live body that has all their limbs and any kind of athletic ability whatsoever, you'd probably have to fade Chris, just like I faded him against a Uriah Hall who has all his limbs and some athletic ability. And I thought he was going to beat Chris prior to the leg break. Because there's a lot going into this when you're talking about a full recovery just as a normal person. And then a full recovery where you can train at the highest level that you were prior to the leg break. And then you're talking about actually compete and win in the octagon after all of this. To me, that's an extremely difficult task. One that I don't think is probably actually going to happen. But I want to reach out to you guys. I want you guys to comment down below. A, do you think that Chris is going to recover and compete again? And B, if he does compete again, do you think he's going to win? Now, I know that's tough, right? Because we don't know who he's facing. You put him in against the champion, obviously not. But I'm just saying, pick any of the guys in the top 10, top 20, any of the guys he's already been facing. Look over his last eight. He's two, two and six in his last eight. Pick any of those guys in his last eight and tell me if you think that he can come back and beat a guy, guys of that level after going through a recovery going through a training camp, and then coming back after this leg break. I just don't see it. It would be very difficult. I think Chris would be the underdog against all of those guys coming back simply because how could you know that he's right? How could you know that he's 100%? And forget about physically, mentally. What does that do to a guy mentally? We could ask Anderson Silva, right? And how weird is that? Chris is involved in the leg break against Anderson, and then he comes back and breaks his leg against Hall. So Chris is involved in two leg breaks, one for, one against. The odds of that are astronomical. And I do have to say kudos to Anderson Silva for reaching out to Chris and wishing him well because he obviously knows what Chris is going to be going through. And I thought that was a really nice gesture of him. Anderson seems like a really cool dude. I mean, you go from the top of the top, you know, he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then he had his own big falling and slide where he's not doing the best either. And now he's fighting in a boxing match against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So, I mean, you know, he, he understands where Chris is at, not only physically, mentally, and career-wise as well. So I thought that was pretty cool. But I'm interested to get your guys' thought. Do you think Chris should even come back? 
I mean, should he even should he even hold on to this? I personally don't think he should come back. I think he was on a downslide. I don't think it's going to get better. I think he's going to get older. It's going to be physically and mentally and emotionally much harder to come back after this brutal leg break. And I just don't see an upside here. I don't see him making another run. I don't see him becoming champion again. So I think it's better for him to heal. It seems like he's made some money. He's got all his senses about him, you know, and right off into the sunset and enjoy his family, you know, teach, train, whatever, manage fighters. But I think at some point in time, you know, it's very difficult. We know this for fighters to hang them up. We know that. But sometimes it's like the universe is telling you, dude, this is enough. And it seems like, the, you know, the slide of the, the two and six wasn't enough. And now you have the leg break and then you have the recovery and then you have the training and then you have the comeback and then you have to win. I think enough is enough. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.